0: The way I was representing myself on social media, I think that's why when that young black woman called me out saying there's nothing on this page about it and like um, i had been, you know, protesting and doing things my entire life. I was like, you know what, in, in, a, in a sense, she's right. I mean, she doesn't know my life story, but I was like, no, this isn't okay. And so um I was able through this, I was able to talk to so many companies that are local to the Bay Area and nationwide companies in Hawaii, restaurants in Hawaii and different places around the country about like, hey, I want to support you, but I don't feel like my life matters to you. Can you say a little bit more about this? And so um, there were so many companies that I was able to after speaking with them to like make their stance known and, you know, all these different amazing things like Thistle. um, They, you know, different companies were, you know, celebrating Juneteenth as a company holiday, which had never happened before. It really is an awakening and a revolution.
1: I'm Jackie Reed, Emmy award-winning journalist, longtime TV and radio host, and vegan. I created this podcast to give you tips on how easy, delicious, inexpensive, healthy, and fun eating vegan can be. We'll also talk wellness and how we can make the world a better place. This is the Vegan Sexy Cool Podcast. My guest today is going to make you excited about eating vegan and having fun in your passion. Erica Hazel created the brand Berserkly Vegan. It began as a way to hold herself accountable on her new journey as a vegan, and years later, it grew into a joyful celebration of Black chefs, restaurants, and businesses in the vegan space. In this episode, I talk to this super foodie about how she created her own vegan food festival, why she calls out vegan companies that don't support Black Lives Matter, what lessons she learned during her early days eating vegan, and why the death of George Floyd was a game changer for her brand. So Erica, welcome to the Vegan Sexy Cool podcast. It's, I'm so excited to meet you. I love everything that you're doing um, out there on the West Coast and on social media. So it's a real joy to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. This is such an exciting day for me. <laughs> I know. Well, I want you to tell everybody what you were just telling me a little bit about because you um, today, uh, you're launching one of three festivals that you will be doing um, in the near future, you know, one today starting today. So tell us about the one you're working on now then we'll talk about the others later.
0: Sure. Yeah. So uh, today begins uh, the first ever Berserkly Food Festival. I'm really excited about it because this was a brain baby that I came up with around November of last year. And we had it all set to go in person, got all the permits and everything to have it in person in May. That obviously didn't happen. And so um, one of the things that my mom told me when the pandemic first started was Eric. you you're eating out every day. You're gonna uh, save the economy single-handedly. And I was, like, <laughs> I was like, Mom, like we're we're stuck at home. Like my joy is eating out right now more than ever. And so um, the idea came from all the I'm a school counselor during the day, and so all the icebreakers that I like to do with my students are things like bingo. And so I was like, Why don't we just play b- bingo? Social, distance-ly, social distance and virtually. So the Berserkly Vegan Food Fest is essentially a bingo game where um, customers in the Bay Area in either San Francisco, Oakland, and Berkeley will either get delivery or go to brick and mortar restaurants and work to get a bingo. Each restaurant has their own exclusive set of stickers. And so the goal is to get four in a row by supporting these amazing vendors. And once you do that, We have so many amazing sponsors like Vegan Mob, which is vegan soul food, kind of like solely vegan. We have um, cupcakes, we have cookbooks, we have gift cards to Black-owned restaurants. I'm so excited for the prizes that are being included for this and folks who are small business owners who I would hate to see, perish in COVID. Uh, This COVID pandemic that's going on, so many restaurants have already gone out of business. So many people are, you know, being laid off and losing their jobs. So this was an attempt to save um, some of my favorite, some berserkly vegan approved restaurants that I've fallen in love with over the past four years. So this is an effort to save them.
1: Oh, I love that, and I love your passion for really good vegan food, food because I know before you were a vegan, you were a hard time foodie, and we're going to talk about your love of food and where we can find great vegan food out there in your neck of the woods. But I want to talk a little bit more about this festival, Eric, Festival, Erica, because you you say this came to you back in November, right? This was way before COVID and everything yes. else that's been going on in the world. How did you shift? I mean, were you always planning to do bingo tech? Talk to me about what you initially thought of and what it turned out to be right now.
0: So initially the idea was I am, I'm a super foodie. I like, I can name five spots off the top of my head in New York that I love to eat at in DC in LA. And so going to so many food festivals around the country, I was like, can do this i want to put on my own festival because uh, my goal every year is to have community events whether it's a potluck a movie screening something like that i always love bringing people together and so in november december when i was thinking about it i had a nonprofit that was going to be the beneficiary of the ticket sales we had goodie bags that were ready to go we had like the vip experience ready to go and we had speakers and demos it was just your for me it was to be on the other side of being a customer at a at a food festival to being the organizer was a dream come true and so um in May, we were supposed to have it indoors at this great restaurant we were going to have food trucks play music outside so people uh-huh. could sit and eat and talk and have speakers upstairs and so when that um when all that had to shift um bingo I was like. We're all still kids at heart you know we all like to play we all like to play games and so the idea of doing bingo was so that even though all these vendors are not gathered like in the same park or in the same you know convention center you can go on your own time keep yourself safe with your mask and socially and you know spaced out being distanced and we can still kind of participate and you know when people tag us on social media it's like hey what did you eat and you know where did you go and what did you order so this is our way of like being together while keeping everyone safe and keeping um you know these most of these people are my friends um keeping them in business because they make such good food it's like if they if my taco my favorite taco truck was no longer here i would just cry i would cry forever so yeah i'm i'm really excited that people are actually into this i'm really excited
1: and this lasts a lot of festivals will last for a weekend maybe a week in some places this lasts how long this is a long time right
0: Yes. So it starts today, August 16th, and it'll be going till September 20th. The idea was to give people at least, um, you know, a week per bingo. So let's say that you go to Vegan Alien to get um, these bomb carne asada quesadillas. You go to them week one, and then next week, you're going to hit up um, Sabelle's Front Room in San Francisco and get a vegan chicken ranch burger and then, you you know, so I wanted to give people time to space out their foodie adventures and I also wanted to make it affordable so all you have to do is make a $5 purchase at each of the vendors to get your bingo sticker because so many folks, when I was polling people on my, my Instagram page, they're like, you know, I'm struggling right now financially. I don't have the money to go, you know, get all extravagant so I wanted folks to be able to still support these vendors, stay on a budget and have fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And now you're planning simultaneously two additional festivals. What can you tell us about those? Yes, so this is my second
0: year uh, being the community organizer for the Vallejo Healthy Food Festival. I work for an organization called Food Empowerment Project, uh, which was founded by um, my boss, Lauren, and she basically created this organization with the goal of um, shedding light on food inequalities and food deserts and how it's so hard to get access to healthy foods. And so Vallejo, the Vallejo Healthy Food Festival is super close to my heart because that's my hometown. You know, I was raised in Vallejo, went to elementary to high school there, and so my family still lives there. And so this food festival is going to be online this year via Zoom, and we are having cooking demos. Like, we're having someone try to make Filipino chicken adobo, so everyone can make it at home. We're also having uh, Chef Chu. He's the creator of Better... Better Chew Vegan Meats that are sold at Whole Foods here in Northern California. He's going to be teaching us how to make soul food and gardening tips and so many other cool things. So the Vlaya Healthy Food Festival is starting in September. And the last food festival that I'm helping out with is the San Francisco the San Francisco World Veg Fest, which is happening in October, which is going to be really exciting because there's going to be so many cool speakers that are going to be speaking and animal sanctuary tours. Mm. I'm a a food festival lover, so I'm so excited to be a part of these three food festivals
1: right now. I love it. Now, the other two that you're talking about, um, will they be virtual? What's the decision on how, since you've got a little bit of time, what's the decision there?
0: So yes, the Vallejo Healthy Food Festival will be 100% um, online via Zoom, and so will the San Francisco World Veg Fest as well. And we're just going to, you know, be taking people behind the scenes and doing cooking demos and basically bringing the in-person, basically the entire festival in person, just minus the food samples and the food trucks and the vendors. So yeah, it's still going to be really exciting and really
1: engaging. Well, take me on your journey, um, Erica, to becoming a vegan. How long have you been a vegan?
0: I am vegan four years this October, and it was one of the scariest leaps of faith I've ever taken. Really? Um, Yes, because I think when I was thinking about becoming vegan, I had started out, um, I was in a relationship and my boyfriend at the time had a shirt that said PETA, but it said people eating tasty animals. So being surrounded by folks who really weren't down with vegetarianism or veganism was really scary. And I was like, what about work potlucks? What am I going to eat when you know they bring everything out and I'm stuck with the cantaloupe and the honeydew um, melon and that's it. I was so worried. And when I went vegan, I started out making my home vegan. So I only, you know, I got rid of the honey. I got rid of everything that wasn't vegan in my house, but I ate out, you know, whatever I could find. And then I started searching for vegan things when I was out of the house. And that's how I discovered Ethiopian food, Indian food, all these different cultural foods that just blew my mind because they don't play with flavor cumin, you know, turmeric, all these amazing flavors. And so yeah. once I finally crossed that threshold, um, I think it was really amazing how I was like working at a school. So I'm a school counselor, a school therapist for four to 14 year olds right now. But back when I went vegan in 2016, I was interning at an elementary school and I had a college group. And so part of the, the entire to the group was, oh, lunch is on me. So I would be vegan and going to Costco to get these giant pepperoni pizzas. And I'm like, wow, I'm really not gonna have a slice of this. This is great. <laughs> I was so blown away. I was like, I'm really not gonna reach for a slice of this pizza that I've been eating since I was like eight years old. So as I gradually started like getting the hang of it, you know, I had my my mix-ups, like my mom would make rice and she would be like, Oh wait, there's butter in there, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> you forgot to tell Why? <laughs> my grandmother, she's like, Erica, what can you eat? I'm like, I can eat lots of things, granny. She was like, okay, I have minestrone soup. And she's like, I was like, granny, what's this thing at the bottom of the, the soup pot? It was a rind of uh, Asiago cheese. Oh, <laughs> <gosh>. <laughs> so I had all these hiccups in the beginning, but now it's like, I can't even, I'm, I'm like, wow, I don't eat meat. Like I almost forget that meat exists because it's like not, you know, it's not in my life anymore. And so it's been an amazing journey. I've met so many people. I honestly have to give it up to social media because without the Facebook groups and the Instagram um, icons that I was following. I don't know how, you know, they made it look so easy. So I was like, if they can do it, I can do it.
1: Yeah. You know, it's so incredible. And so many vegans that I talk to, I have this conversation. Um, You know, I'm a little, uh, I'm two and a half years in, it'll be three years in January for me. (laughs) But it, it is amazing how your world just expands, right? Not just in a culinary sense, but just the entire world, right? And your compassion for so many other things going on. And yeah. it's, it's, it's so funny how everybody has this conversation. And so you think it's just about food and it's about so much more. The people yes. you meet, right? The things that like you were talking about, the international foods and cuisines that you're now exposed to. It's crazy, it's crazy. And what do you say? I just want to hear your take on when people say to me, because I still get this. I I don't want to be vegan because I feel like I'm going to starve. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. what, like, what do you say when people say that to you?
0: Uh, yeah, I went, yeah. So when I went vegan, I was in grad school to get my master's in counseling and my classmates were just like, aren't you hungry all the time? I was like, I am eating good. Y'all don't understand. I, you know, I'm a, I'm a part of the lunch pail crew now. Cause you know, I bring my own meals everywhere, yeah. but as I continue to, you know, tell everyone about my vegan lifestyle, not forcing it on them, but just kind of like, yeah, you know, I just don't eat animal products. And, you know, I've even become comfortable with talking to kids about it. Cause you know, I work at a school and so now like at work potlucks they make sure to go to a restaurant that has something vegan my mom always has something vegan waiting for me like her world famous buffalo cauliflower wings or her uh mm-hmm. indian curry like my mom throws down in the vegan oh her polenta don't get me like a polenta with mushroom gravy yeah it's phenomenal what my mom has is-
1: <laughs> I need that like- recipe <laughs> ma'am
0: what Dude, I, I'm gonna email you after this her recipe like she comes to all my potluck she comes to all my events and she like even brings um, my brother he just graduated from high school she brought her vegan chili to the water polo uh, banquet and people are like I need that recipe um, I need <laughs> seconds and I need thirds so once you start going vegan your world becomes inclusive of you and that's what I was afraid of I was like there's not gonna be anything for me to
1: eat and I'm never hungry Right. That's what's so incredible. You never, ever are. I love that. Any, um, any setbacks along the journey to um, once you decided to become a vegan or mistakes that for somebody out there who's listening, who might say, you know, I'm going to do, or I'm just starting any advice or anything that they can learn from, from mistakes that you made along the way. Yes. Oh, mistakes. Mistakes
0: are the fun part. No. <laughs> um, I think for me, <sighs> it depends on what area you live in because I, when I went on social media in May and I was talking about, you know, kind of like boycotting, boycotting certain brands because they weren't standing with black lives matter or different mm-hmm. things like that. Um, some folks would be like, well, I'm in Idaho and this is the only brand of vegan cheese that's around or I'm here. And, you know, so I definitely think it depends on your surroundings, but I definitely made the mistake of, you know, almost going broke when it came to vegan food, like eating out like crazy. Um, And that's when I kind of learned in the beginning that I would shop at like discount stores. Um, We have grocery outlet out here. So they have tons of vegan products that like a third of the price, which I had to like really tap into with So I can get my fall, the heart, fall your heart cheese for $2 versus $5 yeah. and different things like that. And I think now I'm a professional label reader. I can walk in the store and go, doo, 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 doo. um, yeah, I would buy jalapeno potato chips. that had milk in it. I'm like, why would this happen? Why? Right? <laughs> Whose idea was this? Who was in charge of this? <laughs> so not reading labels closely enough and then um, also not asking. I was too scared. Like, I would hate to offend people with my veganism and be like, Excuse me, is there dairy in this? Or, you know, da 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 da. Because in the beginning, uh, when I uh, went vegan, like if someone had even stirred food that had, you know, had touched meat or, you know, dairy or something, I would get sick. And yeah. so my tummy is like the ultimate tester, like, oh, okay, no, it's vegan. It's okay. So, um, One thing that I've done now to kind of simple. Oh, and also wasting produce. I, the, the rat race between work, school, family, friends, personal life, and just letting, you know, the limes turn into moldy golf ball looking things and (laughs) um, letting tomatoes get scary looking. And so now, um, i am a working with this company it's called thistle it's available on the west coast and like idaho and nevada and a couple of places and they basically deliver vegan fully prepared meals like 80 percent of their menu um items online are vegan and so this is the sweet potato corn chowder and it tells you how many calories it's in you know exactly uh-huh. how to cook it and so i get my meals for the week and like i am in this pandemic, I stopped eating. I kale became a stranger to me because I was just like, ah right. And I love kale. Kale is like and so I had to stop eating healthy. It was so weird. And so now I get these giant salads. I get these amazing stir-fry skillet meals. I get these soups. I get these juices. And it's just like made being vegan. And not wasting food and not, you know, eating out and splurging on vegan food and not having to guess, is this vegan? What did they, well, uh, uh, I'm not sure. It's just taking the whole entire guesswork out of being vegan and working full time and having seven side jobs like I do and taking care of a puppy. And so Thistle has just made my life so easy. And they're so vegan and they're a family of color who runs the, the company and they're based right here in the Bay Area. Really? So it's- Yes, it's a super, super win-win for me. I literally was like drowning in fried food and processed food until this will approached me. And now I'm like a lifelong member. I can't live without
1: them. I love that. So it sounds like you're saying to me, the biggest piece of advice that you would give to new vegans or people that are thinking about it is to have some kind of plan. Because yes, you will, you will buy a lot of produce and it will end up going bad while you're trying to figure out, am I going to eat this or eat that? Definitely true that, that having a plan, whatever it is, right. Meal delivery, you know, doing meal prep on the weekends. Yes. Eating out is not the greatest idea, even if you can afford it because you can't control Calories, and you know, unless you're going to strictly vegan restaurants, you know, they can slide butter in there or dairy in there, and you have to really be that person, as you mentioned. You know, at first I was a little shy about it too, but now I'm so bold. I'm like, is this this tastes like it has butter in it? Can you take this back and bring me out? Bring out the chef. I want to talk to the chef. I mean, you know, girl, I'm bold about it now. I'm like, no, there will be no animal products going in this body on my watch. No, we yeah, we got
0: questions. I'll go to a restaurant and like my my toast will be shiny and I'm like, "Oh. <laughs> this this has butter on it. You need to What's take
1: <laughs> I didn't order shiny oh. toast you know what i i started saying at first when i first got into this and i was going out to eat you know my boyfriend is not vegan um even mm. though now he really is but he won't call himself a vegan but he eats all animal, food. but whatever right before the pandemic we would go out and i felt i had to tell um waiters that i was allergic to dairy yes. animal products that just and and You know, it was because I would say it and one guy would say, well, I would say, well, can you make sure it doesn't have this, this? And one waiter said to me, well, are you allergic? And I'm like, well, what difference does it make? If I'm asking you not to, it's it's a challenge, but you have to stand firm with that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff, you know, once you get to the point that you're really dedicated to doing this. And there's so many good reasons to do it that you don't want to slip up here and there. Okay, so many things to talk to you about. I love talking to you. So let me ask you about this. Yeah. you mentioned um, Thistle is the company, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I love that. I want to check them out. Hopefully they um, deliver to the East Coast. Yes?
0: Not yet. They are working on it. That's in the works, which I'm really excited about because I have so much family over there who wants to go vegan. So this would be like, oh, I just have a boom, you you know, an amazing meal waiting at my doorstep. So
1: they're coming, they're working on it. Keep me posted. Keep me posted on that. But I... I, and I don't know how you feel about this word, but I'm going to label you as this and you correct me and, and give me the correct label if it's wrong. I like to think of you as a, a vegan influencer. The I word. <laughs> <laughs> what you say? The I word, oh no. I, I know, right? It, it just carries so much with it. It does. Um, but I don't know how you feel about that, but if even if you want to remove that word... I like that you are someone who is celebrating um, veganism, vegan food, great restaurants, great recipes, great businesses, particularly ones that are black owned and that you're a black woman that's doing this, right? Um, And that you're, you know, because you're hosting festivals, that means that you've attended a lot of festivals, which I love to do too. And I just wonder for you, what is it like being a black woman in this space?
0: Mm, That's a great question. Um, Being a black woman in this space and the I word. So (laughs) I abstain from calling myself an influencer because I think for me, when I started this page back in 2016, when I wasn't even fully vegan yet, I was just like, I just wanna share this and like, this is gonna keep me, it was a way to hold myself accountable to my veganism. Like I was like, if I'm sharing my meals and other people are talking to me about their meals, this is going to be easy. So, this page kind of morphed into this. And now it's like, yeah, I don't call myself an influencer, but now, you know, folks are like, hey, I want to send you a package. And so I got this amazing package of vegan sugar, a sh- vegan sugar cookie kit for like kids' birthday parties and different things like this. And, you know, I get all these amazing products in the mail. And I'm like, well, why do people want to send me these things? I don't understand. Why does the amazing uh, Jackie Reed want to interview me? Like, I'm kind of just like blown away at how this page that was a way to hold myself accountable has evolved into what it is today. And so being a black woman in this space, um, I, I almost want to say I do it for the culture. I do it for us. I do it for you. I do it for my family because, um, it's really sad to think about like, you know, um, for me, I got made fun of as a kid because, um, I, I talked white, um, as a black girl, I was told, you know, your, your English is too good. You You talk like a white girl. And so now it's like, veganism has this connotation of being a white thing like oh only white that's a rich white people thing how are you a vegan you've lost all the flavor in your food because you're a vegan and it's now it's like no when you look back like listening to folks like dr milton mills or um miss young genesis like listening to all these amazing people who really do um travel the country for veganism and have ted talks and all these you know the game changers movie and things like that I really think about like wow my 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 people my kinfolk are missing out on this amazing thing that can provide you know health healthy you know healthy um lives um i no longer wake up on the wrong side of the bed anymore like my spirit is just so much more um settled I, i i'm just a completely different person and i think when i think about how you know, black folks can get shamed for being vegan. And I think that's really a misnomer. And I really want to break down that stereotype because um, there are so many amazing black vegan chefs and they are taking our um, our favorite foods, like uh, the Vegan Hood Chefs. They're a black-owned woman-based catering company and they make uh, Mississippi opaloosas and a vegan catfish sandwich. Like it was... <laughs> what bringing <laughs> culture and health in the same bubble, like that Venn diagram is finally overlapping. It's like, you know, um, and so for me, like having a history of cancer in my family, like I was like, I've been like, so cancer focused since I was 18. Mm-hmm. And so this is a diet that's going to help me. Like I've used veganism on my pets even and extended their lives. Like this is just this is the right thing that my my soul and my spirit is telling me to do and i as a black woman i want other black women i want i want everyone to really find out about how amazing it is and how amazing you're going to feel once you really dive in and start to enjoy it and stop seeing it like you know like oh it's exercise it's a chore i don't want to do it no do it and have fun with it it can be so
1: much fun yeah, and that's one of the things I love about the way that you do it. You have so much fun. I enjoy nothing more than seeing you in your car eating something. It's just I want to watch the whole thing. I love it. I love everything that you do so much. <laughs> but I want to I wanna stay in the in the race space for a minute because you know, and, and people do yeah. think that. They think that veganism Black people feel like that's, that's white people stuff, right? That's what yes. white people do. Black people aren't vegan, you know, so mistaken about that. But I just wonder how you are received by white people in this space. You know, when you want to do festivals, when you want to feature restaurants, do you feel that as a black woman, do you feel that there is some racism that comes your way? Have you experienced that at all? Hmm,
0: racism and veganism. Um, that's a very interesting question because I think I've, I've dived in so much when I look at like all the folks who are, you know, featured here, you know, these are woman-owned businesses, people of color and black-owned businesses. Yeah. Um, I think I've, you know, I've kind of stayed in my lane, you know, I'm, dry, I'm like, dry, like, let me focus on people who are about, you know, diversity and inclusion, all these things, but um, I've had some some Twitter thugs. That's what I like to call them. Keyboard, um, gangsters, keyboard warriors who have been <laughs> like, you know, uh, salt's not vegan. It's bad for you. Like does all these or oil isn't vegan. Cause it clogs your art. You know, I've had some non, black vegans really come at me sideways online. I had one person tell me avocados weren't vegan because of all the um, issues that are going on with the avocado trade in Mexico particularly. Um, yeah, I've gotten some nasty comments. I even had a black woman who was really sad when I um, shared my my call to action video about you know not supporting companies that don't care about black lives. Yeah. She was like, well, where's the rest of your activism? You're just using, you know, she was basically calling me like a hype beast who was just hopping on this movement and oh. trying to gain clout from it and you know that really bothered me because I've been you know my mom's a lawyer um, and so she's always raised me to you know eat you know follow my ethics don't support people who don't support me um, I've been act you know being I've been an activist which I don't like that label either because that's just how I was raised since I was a kid yeah. and so um, no, there, there have been nasty comments online and I even think that the folks who I've, I'm working with, um, I was recently elected to the San Francisco Vegetarian Society's uh, board and they're even like, no, we want to be a social justice uh, organization that focuses on human rights. Like I've had so, I've met so many oops, amazing people that The, the hate has been minimal, but it's definitely out there because, um, one, one in this group of vegans that I'm with online on Instagram, they talk about the disparities between like influencer, the influencer pay gap, how black influencers are lowballed and they're not given as many opportunities at these festivals. And so I think at this point, I'm kind of like, forget your table. I'm just going to build my own and call people to come sit at it with me. Like, let's do a real equitable round table because the whole, the politicking and the, uh, you know um, covert racism Erica doesn't have the time (laughs) I can't
1: have the time I love that but it definitely exists but I'm I'm glad that you haven't dealt with it in a major way I mean I hate that you experienced it in any way but I'm glad that it hasn't deterred you um, in any way and so I want to ask you about um, you know, your efforts on social me- media with a berserkly vegan. And if yeah. once George Floyd died, right, and all yeah. of the racial awakening, as I like to describe it, you know, white people realizing that racism exists, right, all of that started <laughs> happening. <laughs> They're like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> what you guys were talking about all this time didn't actually exist? Institutional. Under <laughs> Obama? What? <laughs> So I like to call it a racial awakening. But did that shift? I know. Did that shift how you did things on social media um, when it came to your uh, spreading the message about veganism and sharing information? Did things shift for you? Because as you said, you kind of grew up in activism. Um, And Mm -hmm. I wonder if there was a shift for you the way you wanted to uh, communicate with people.
0: So, and I guess that's probably... One of the underlying um, things about veganism and racism that I didn't realize, I think when you're living in it, it's kind of hard to see it because you're, you know, you kind of have this tunnel vision. I was afraid to talk about black politics or blackness or anything on my berserkly vegan page. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't think that was the place for it. Like, this is a foodie page. I didn't think it'd be welcomed, well received or anything. So when George Floyd was murdered and like that whole week, you know, I was calling out my coworkers. I'm like, Hey, we service black and Brown children. We have to be hip to this. And then I realized like when I was looking at companies online through social media, like they weren't posting anything or they were being quiet or they were being vocal or that, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. I was like, this isn't okay. Because I think for the first time since I was a little kid, I was detained by the police um, in my hometown when I was 13 years old. This was like the first time that I really felt like I don't feel comfortable stepping outside my house and I darn sure don't wanna support a company that is like, so what? Another black person was murdered, who cares? I was like, nope. This is, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a grown woman. I pay my own bills and I will be darned if I'm paying the bills of someone who didn't give a crap about my life or my family's life. Like as a black woman, I am worried about my brother driving to work. I am worried about, you know, my mom being safe at night in her car. Like I, you know, there's so many things, so many layers that come to being a black, black person in America. And if a company can't give, you know, a donation, a stance, a, just the bare minimum, why, why do you deserve my hard earned money? It just, it really like sunk into me that veganism does not because we're compassionate and we're, um, you know, we want to heal the earth and save the animals. We are racism and, uh, white silence does not get a pass just because we're
1: compassionate people. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I I actually went through the same journey with, with my vegan, sexy, cool brand, you know, because I've got that, um, social media you know and then I have Jackie Reed from my long you know career as a journalist and so on my Jackie Reed pages I'm you know Black Lives Matter I'm you know I'm angry about this I'm posting right I'm doing all this radical stuff but on Vegan Sexy Cool it was like I was just really silent and since it had started prior to George Floyd I kept it all about food animals compassion all that but I I I wasn't clear until after um, this racial awakening uh, for white people that I need to merge the two worlds and I even kind yeah. of changed the whole mission of what vegan sexy cool um, is all about. And so I went yeah. through that same thing. Do you know what I mean? I felt like it was two separate things, but no it, it all it, it all intertwines definitely yeah
0: it's a representation of us and who we are as we're building these brands and my friend darylin um now you can get her products i'm gonna have to send you some of her she has the most amazing skincare line black woman owned skincare line really i have to send you some of her products but she told me i will so she told me years ago she's like erica i'm a black woman first before i'm a vegan before i'm this and i'm gonna ride For my black brothers and sisters before, you know, because we're always here to save the animals, our diet, our lifestyle will always save the animals, but we have to speak up on human rights just as much, if not more than, you know, animal rights. And so many, what I was really disturbed by were all these um, animal activist organizations who were silent or even said we're not, we're a single issue organization. We're only going to focus on the animals. Human rights does not have a place in our organization. Like we public statements yeah. about this. And I'm just like, so if we're all gone, if all the humans are gone, who's going to fight? Like, you know, it was just, it was not making sense. Like you want me to fight for the animals but you don't care about fighting for me, like for my right to exist, right.
1: make it make sense. Right, how is compassion any different for animals than it is for black people? who have been treated like animals for years in this country, Hundreds. you know what I mean, yes. for a century. So don't even get me started. Uh, yeah, so it was it was an awakening for you then when the whole Georgia, as far as what you wanted to do with, with the brand.
0: Yeah, the way I was representing myself on social media, I think that's why when that young black woman called me out saying there's nothing on this page about it and like um, I had been you know, protesting and doing things my entire life. I was like, you know what? in in a in a sense she's right i mean she doesn't know my life story but i was like no this isn't okay and so um i was able through this i was able to talk to so many companies that are local to the bay area and nationwide companies in hawaii restaurants in hawaii and different places around the country about like hey i want to support you but i don't feel like my life matters to you can you say a little bit more about this and so um there were so many companies that i was able to after speaking with them to like make their stance known and you know all these different amazing things like Thistle um they you know different companies were you know celebrating Juneteenth as a company holiday which had never happened before
1: it really is an awakening and a revolution it is it truly is so I gotta ask you this um Erica if you don't consider yourself an influencer what do you consider yourself ma'am your favorite is there like you don't wanna you don't you don't like activists, you don't like influencer? Like what do you how do you what do you consider yourself? How should I introduce you when I start this podcast off? That's a great question.
0: Um I just it's it's so funny because I feel like those those labels and those titles I, I think it's that that next level of scrutiny. Like at first I didn't want to post black things on a vegan page because blah, 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 but right. now it's like okay that next level of scrutiny because maybe it's like okay I don't have a hundred thousand followers. Am I an influencer or um, activism is like I feel like everyone should be standing up for the right thing. So it's like don't you know and I. It's not my life, it's not my day. Well, I mean it could be my day job because I'm a school counselor. Like I serve black and brown, uh low income uh children in North Oakland um and all around the Bay Area. So I'm just your favorite
1: internet foodie. That's all <laughs> <laughs> Then that's what it is. <laughs> then that is what it will be, ma'am. <laughs> well, let's let's talk about food because you did something on I think I found, you know, I've I've just really kind of um, been stalking you on the web. I've listened to to podcasts that you're on. I've been reading things that you've been writing. There was something you did, ma'am, on shrimp, on different types of shrimp. I think it was a while ago, but I think it was restaurants out there. What the what? (laughs) I'm stealing that. I like that. Oh, I was... (sighs) You know what I mean? Because there are only a few places here that I know of Mm -hmm. um, in the New York City area that have really good shrimp. There's this one place called Red Bamboo where the calorie count, I mean, you just forget it, but they have so many choices, but they have this Cajun fried shrimp. You tell me it's not shrimp. You tell me it's not shrimp. It's delicious. But when I, but that's it. Like I've had fried shrimp and that's the only type of vegan shrimp that I had. And then I saw this article that you wrote and i was like what this is amazing this is amazing so how do you find like take me through your journey of what you decide to share wow that's
0: an excellent question so when i first started this page my my tagline was carnivore approved like i wanted everything to be approved by my family like oh yeah this is amazing and i wanted people to just think like don't think about this vegan food is this good food? Cause yes. for, you know, for non-vegans, like people will be like, Oh, vegan mac and cheese. That's nasty. I'm like, well, have you ever had nasty regular mac and cheese? Like, hello,
1: anything yes. nasty. I say that all the
0: time. Like, come on, come on. Stop throwing veganism under the bus. And so when I first went vegan, I, um, the first thing I ever posted on my page was this place? I can't remember the name of it. I think the, the company no longer exists, but it was vegan chicken and waffles and greens. And I was like, holy snap! I mean, I, I can't get Roscoe's anymore, but I can have this. What? And so it's just been a trial, or trial and error journey of going to all these different places and like looking at their menus online before I go. And so now, like, I, my page is dedicated to berserkly approved. Um, food items that are guaranteed to knock your socks off guaranteed that you can bring this vegan blueberry lemon pie from this wonderful woman in Oakland and take it to your you know family potluck and they're gonna go crazy for it and not even oh is this the vegan pie? no it's the pie <laughs> it's just the pie <laughs> oh so, yeah I think that's why I like like to be labeled as a foodie because it's like this or a food critic—that's really what I wanted to do. Like, um, well, also I want to be you. I want to be you when I grow up. I still say grow up because I'm still using my parents' Costco membership. <laughs> so once I stop doing that, then I'll be a true grown up. But right. I. I started out in college I got accepted to college as a literary journalism major and so Mm -hmm. that's why like reporting on food and writing articles and things like that is like my bread and butter my bread and vegan butter because um I just think there's so much connection and community that can be built and like I watched Ebert and Roper the movie reviews growing up and so that's kind of like that's like kind of where I'm coming from so yeah like this whole foodie like, Oh, I'm going to try this place. And you know, the vegan shrimp, that was like a huge thing. Cause seafood and cheese are like two of the hardest things for people to give up. So yeah, I, I love, I love a good, uh, vegan exploration day, just going to
1: different restaurants. I love that. I love that. So if you had to name a favorite restaurant, dare I even ask you that question? <laughs> Tell me this. What's some place in New York that I should try? Do you, are you familiar with a lot of places? Tell me, tell me New York in New York. Yes,
0: I go to New York every summer. Um, that is a thank you for giving me my next article that I need to write. Um, so when I get to New York, I get off uh, the subway. And first I am headed to um, Sweet Marissa's. And what, what neighborhood is that in? It's, a, it's on one of the alphabet streets. And so they I make the most divine divine vegan macaroons and like uh, turtles you know the uh, chocolate salt caramel little turtle thing it's a it's a a confectionery, so they just make all these amazing little desserts um that's super good um if what else do i eat in new york um i love going to harlem um there's a black-owned restaurant in harlem that makes raw foods and also cooked foods that are super 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 good i have i can't think of the name of the restaurant right now um, I will go to Chinatown to get my dumpling on um at uh Buddha. That's the name of the restaurant uh-huh. um in Chinatown to get my my dumplings. Where else do I go in New York? Um Oh my gosh, you just put me a spot in that I'm movie. sorry, but
1: no, you gave me a lot of great <laughs> things to to start with and I can't wait for this article for you to just run it down. I will be looking for that. And maybe, I, maybe you'll let me post it on vegansexycool.com so I can let people have access to it. So Food Critic, I love that. I absolutely love that. Um, okay, so cheese, as you mentioned, is a big thing. One of my favorites is the Miyoko's cheese. What's yours? What's What's one that you would recommend people try?
0: So there was a brand that was my number one favorite, but I found out that when they were asked about Black Lives Matter, they just said, eh, not not gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna te- tell you about them later i don't want to put be, them okay. on blast let's not, let's um, not but, mention them okay yeah i'm not gonna give them the screen
1: time um, <laughs> that's fair that's fair
0: but my current favorite is um follow your heart is truly amazing to me i make the best vegan cheeseburgers right at home with my fall the heart american cheese on top of my beyond burgers with grilled onions some avocado and um if i'm being good i'll do it protein style and just do a lettuce bun it it knocks it out of the park and the one thing I always put on my burgers is uh what McCormick's uh Montreal steak seasoning it's you know it's garlic pepper and all Put I put you know meat seasonings on my vegan food and it just knocks it out
1: of the park absolutely that sounds incredible Erica I feel like there's a cookbook in your future don't you think so so
0: you're the first person i've ever told this to okay. um uh, this is exclusive Um uh, my brother my mom and i are writing a cookbook yes um and so our it's more it's like the flexitarian's guide to veganism okay so for folks who are like dabbling because my dad i get him to eat vegan now i get him to like drive by the fast food restaurants now mm-hmm. um and so um Because like I said, cancer is very prevalent in my family. So this is really about a health shift, a diet shift, a lifestyle shift. So yeah, the three of us are writing books because my brother, he was an environmental science major at UC Santa Barbara. And so he's like, yeah, veganism is better for the environment and it's better for this and that. And my mom is just throwing down, like, she's like, let me see. She made a blueberry peach crumble the other day. What? And, I, and with some so delicious cocoa whip on top or some vegan vanilla ice cream, I was just like, ma, okay. what? So okay. my mom throws down, I, I'm, I'm, you know, sniffing out the best things that there are to eat. So yeah, we are writing a book. I can't, I don't want to say I can't cook, but I'm the type of person like, dang, I made, like I made guacamole and I forgot the cilantro. I forgot the I'm the person who forgets the ingredients when I'm cooking. So my mom is the responsible one who's like, wait, no, let me go get some of the cilantro out of the garden and this and that and the other. So the three of us are working together to help people gradually shift to a vegan diet because shoving it down their throats, you know, as much as I want to just shove that purple cabbage down their
1: throat, (laughs) a short, sweet book is, I think is a better way to do it. Uh. I love that. Well, I'm excited to hear that because I feel like after after talking to you and getting to know you even more, I'm like, yes, I need a cookbook from this one because she knows it was good food. I love that. Let me let me let you explain to people why your handle is the berserkly vegan. And is it the or just berserkly?
0: I started out as the um, and then I got a, a consultation about kind of upping my social media game because I'm just like, I don't know what I'm doing on here. I just want to talk to people and make friends. So I got a consultation to change the, the, the handle to Berserkly Vegan. Um, so the reason I picked Berserkly Vegan is because I was actually born in Berkeley, California. This is my birthplace. And so um, I've always been obsessed with Berkeley. I went to UC Berkeley during the summertime as a kid to learn Japanese and that's my foreign language. Um, I always came here for like basketball tournaments and watch um, the women's basketball team play at UC Berkeley. And so when I moved here on accident um, in 2015, when I was going to grad school in San Francisco, I just fell in love. I was just like, this is the best place on earth. Why didn't I move here sooner? And so, People would make fun of me like oh you live in um that weird hippie town berserkly and i'm like is that what you guys call it i love it here so for me um i call myself the berserkly vegan instead of the berkeley vegan because i am here for the history of social movements for the history of you know peace and love and compassion that berkeley has that history that berkeley has and just it's just a cutting edge city that just makes me, I've, I've never felt more at home. Like I, I've lived in Southern California. I live, I grew up in the house that my mom grew up in, in mm. Baleo. And so out of, you know, the state, the parts of the state of California that I've lived in, I just literally walked down the street with a smile on my face for no reason. Um, there's so many vegan options here. I'm a jump hop and a skip away from San Francisco. I'm a $7 Uber ride away from you know downtown Oakland to go get my favorite um, vegan tacos and so this place literally is my happy place like you're gonna someone's gonna drag me out of here kicking and screaming to get me to leave Berkeley and so when people were saying berserkly because it's bizarre that's what I thought people were like oh it's bizarre because of all the the hippies and stuff and i was like bring on i'm a proud hippie so i kind of wanted to embody that ideology and run with that and so um people thought veganism was bizarre you know many moons ago so i was like yeah call me the, the bizarre chick who you know eats kale salad for lunch and kale salad and you know sauteed kale for breakfast i'm gonna eat kale for three meals a day yeah. So i was just like bring it on bring on the weirdness i love it
1: I love that. I love it. This has been such a pleasure. I've enjoyed talking to you so much. How can people support you?
0: That's a great question. So, um, like I was mentioning, like if you are on the West coast, I'm working with thistle to get 30% off your first week of thistle. Just use the code Erica 30 E R I K a 30 to get 30% off your first week's order of thistle. My website is the dot which is now finally searchable in Google. I had to fix that. Yeah. Um, and, uh, following my Instagram page. Um, there's a lot more to come. Um, There's actually something that I'm being interviewed for next month that I may need lots and lots and lots of votes and support for, but we'll see if we get there. So yeah, I have, um, I was nominated for an award that I might need some voting uh, support with. So yeah, I just want, my goal is just to use the internet to make friends now more than ever that we're all stuck at home. I just love, I love meeting new people, learning new things and hearing people's stories. Yeah, that's that's all I have to do.
1: Well, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the Vegan Sexy Cool podcast. It has been a complete pleasure.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I was looking forward to this for so long and we finally did it. I'm so thankful. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you for tuning into the Vegan Sexy Cool podcast. And a special thank you to my guest, Erica Hazel, aka the Berserkly Vegan Be sure to follow her on social media and check out her website so you can keep up with her festival work and all that she is doing. And if you like what you heard here today, please subscribe and leave a comment. I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode and any feedback you have, including what you'd like to hear on future podcasts. Thanks again. And until next time, stay safe and stay sane.